0: For 12 years in a row, ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosyonthehouse.com. And we're privileged and happy to have you. And over
1: three decades of Rosie on the House. Hour number two of our weekly radio broadcast, the 9 o'clock hour, our On the House hour. If you get our home maintenance calendar... You get a preview of our monthly topic, and as you see here in May, as we wrap it out, there's a picture of a train air conditioning unit. If you have any questions about air conditioning after this month, you just weren't listening. Or if you missed one of the broadcasts, you can always go back to the podcast and catch up. We talked about thermostat placements, energy audits super cooling and today to wrap it up we've got jeff heller the uh, sales leader for train air conditioning manufacturing in studio with
0: us good morning glad to be here thanks for uh having me and uh, shout out to all of our uh, military veterans and uh, personnel out there amen
2: memorial day edition of rosie on the house
0: oh and you Romy, you were
2: specifically requesting People to call in, and I, I think that would be great. If you've got a question about air conditioning, 1-888-767-4348, can I invite a special group of people to call in? I want all you sniveling subcontractors that say super cooling is hard on your equipment to call in right <laughs> now. Little snivelers. <laughs> all right. Text questions can be sent to
1: 411 and you can email info at com. And, you know, we have a lot of great guests here in the program. And, Jeff, you've got quite an extensive Arizona background. We were learning a little bit about it during the break.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool. I uh, I born and raised here in Phoenix, Arizona. I went through the Madison School Districts and— uh, uh, back in the day, my uh, father had a uh, cactus nursery out in uh, Peoria, and we uh, contracted with the with the CAP, as you guys were talking on the previous segment there. And uh, helped remove uh, many of the saguaros and other cactus that were in the way of the construction of the CAP canal. Worked out through Parker and, uh, you know, down there around uh, where Lake Pleasant is now. Uh, and even uh, one evening got, uh, one, one of the weekends we were out, uh, our, our uh, truck broke down and uh, we got to spend the night out unexpectedly in the desert. And uh, the great Maricopa County Sheriff's Department came out and found us and uh, got us towed <laughs> out. But uh, some really good memories. A lot of poked holes in my fingers and stuff, but uh, it was a great, great experience. And uh, you know, I can always say I was, I was a part of that. Oh man! Little had a little teeny weeny part of the uh, of the building of the CAPs. So. That would have been a great job. Yeah. That would have been a great. I've always said putting
2: in telephone poles would be a great job.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, great time with my dad for sure. You know, it's cool seeing you guys working together, and uh, you know, definitely a memory I'll always cherish. And did a lot of work out in the Sun City and Peoria area uh, with that. So there's probably still some. You know, I can drive by some houses out there and see probably some of the work that we've done. That was a
2: few cacti.
0: <clears throat> there was quite a few <laughs> for sure. Yep. Yep.
2: Did they did they auction off stretches of it? That, I mean. Yeah,
0: we. I think. Did y'all uh, take it from Parker? from to phoenix oh yeah yeah we we drove out there in his truck trailer and uh yeah we, we had to go through the government uh they sold permits uh, some were auctioned off some they just sold and we would buy tags so you could legally obviously you know you can't legally remove cactus from the desert especially saguaros you can go right to jail uh so yeah so rather than destroying them we were one of the contractors that well, helped right. uh, remove some of that out of the way so right. yeah saguaros ocotillos hedgehogs barrels. All, all the stuff you'd find out there.
2: Well, welcome to Rosie on the House. You Thank are, you. You are now on one of Rosie's bunny trails. Let's get back to talking all right, air sorry. conditioning. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm much happier to talk about That's, air conditioning that, rather than working in the heat. So. That is a Rosie bunny trail right there. <laughs> Anytime
2: we can talk about the great Arizona outdoors or a little Arizona history, I'm going to jump on that one really quick. In our newsletter of this week, mm-hmm. we talk about the criteria for determining the right size piece of equipment and you know what you guys on the innovation edge are 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 changing our criteria all the time (laughs) why don't why don't you talk through uh maybe some of the things we discussed out on site yesterday
0: absolutely um yeah sizing equipment is a it, it really is a science. Um, You know, a good contractor would know how to do that. There's a uh, thing from the ACCA called the Manual J, and it's a booklet that basically determines how to properly size an air conditioning unit for a home. And every home is different. And even if you have the same model home as your neighbor, but you're facing a different direction, or you have different, uh, maybe you've upgraded insulation or windows, or you just have a different comfort level in the house as far as what temperature you want to maintain, all of those things factor into how How do you size an air conditioner properly for a home and it's challenging here because we have to size the air conditioner for those extreme days you know 108 110 degrees plus but we're only at those temperatures a few hours every year Um, there's weather data and you know they, they they set a design temperature for phoenix of 108 degrees even though we know we get to 115 degrees in the middle of the afternoon with insulation, it takes time for that, those BTUs to get into your house, and then we need to remove those with the air conditioning unit. So even when we're sized properly, we're actually oversized 90-plus percent of the time. So what TRAIN does, um, we have systems that are more than just one speed. We have a two-speed system, and then we were the first to innovate, actually back in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, a variable speed system that has multiple speeds. Um, we produced it for some time, we stopped, and then we we reintroduced it. Uh, with the latest technology now and we have up to 750 speeds on an air conditioner so on, it can, one, on one unit on one unit so it can dial itself to the actual need of the house during any period of time that you need cooling so if it's 85 degrees outside you probably only need a quarter to a half of the actual full capacity of your system that you would on a day that's 110 degrees when we had the
2: hailstorm in 11 mm mm-hmm um my air conditioning units uh, I had been in, I had been in my house about about 20 years at that time we're still in the same house and we had some high high efficiency units for the day mm-hmm. but in 2011 mine were wiped out with a hailstorm mm-hmm. got two brand new units and just with the innovation changes and the increased efficiency we dropped another whole ton of air conditioning off of our house, and my bill went down twenty five percent. We didn't change anything except got the better equipment.
0: Yep, yeah, sizing it properly, um, and you know, sizing that, and it's and it's a system which includes the duct system. We talked a little bit about that yesterday. That needs to be matched to the size of the equipment. Properly as well for it to breathe and be able to perform. But it, an air conditioner is actually happiest when it's running. It's just like your car if you're in stop and go traffic or starting and stopping your engine. That's where most of the wear and tear and your lack of actually getting good gas mileage or in the case of an air conditioner, good electrical efficiency. It's best for it to start, let it run for a period of time. In fact, the SEER rating is what you know what most people compare different air conditioning units as far as it's like it's MPG miles per gallon. Right. Um, it takes a unit about 10 to 15 minutes to actually achieve that sear. So if it's starting and only running for a few minutes and shutting off, you're not not getting anywhere near what its rated capacity or rated uh, efficiency is. I can't begin to guess how many phone calls I'll get every single summer
2: from someone who's absolutely livid because their air conditioning is turning on and running all afternoon. And I, I have to educate him. I said, lucky you. That's good. That's exactly what you wanted to do. Absolutely. It, to start the compressor, and the variable speeds change this, mm-hmm. but in a single speed, the old fashioned, it takes six times more energy mm-hmm. to start it than it does to run it. So, baby, you let that thing start and you let it run all afternoon. You eliminate the hot and cold spots in your house. You completely dehumidify the house and you have better filtered indoor air quality
0: absolutely yeah, if it can run, you know, if your fan's not running or the air conditioner's not running, you're not refrigerating or conditioning the air. We have air conditioning to be comfortable, right? People lived out here years ago with no air conditioning. You, we can survive, but we have it to be comfortable. So utilize it the best way that you can. So, yeah, if it's running, you get better indoor air quality, help circulate throughout the, you know, the air throughout the home and, uh, um, you know, uh, definitely better humidity control. I'll get the same number of phone calls just excited that their unit only comes
2: on for 15 minutes and it accomplishes mm-hmm. the desired thermostat setting. I said, Well, boy, that's an expensive option.
0: Yeah, it scares me when I think, you know, back in the day, we grew up, you know, my dad was into cars, you know, big more horsepower, yeah. you know, bigger engine. Oh, yeah. I can get from stoplight to stoplight a lot quicker and that's a lot of fun. Well, that's the opposite of what we want to do with an air conditioner. If you oversize it, and a lot, of, I've heard people, they'll upsize it because I just want that extra uh, oomph. Yeah. And it's actually almost better to be slightly undersized just because, again, we're if it's sized and they use the load calculation, size it properly, even when it's sized properly based on manual j were oversized most of the time say that
2: one more time I, and i folks listen this is air conditioning 101 i want you to snap to so sit up in your chair, listen to this, put chewing your gum.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's actually better to be probably slightly undersized than oversized because most of the time, even when we're sized right, we're oversized because we, you know, you think about a day when we hit 115, it's not 115 at night, it's 115 for maybe 30 minutes in the middle of the afternoon. We're climbing up, it's like a little mountain, it's a little bell curve, you know, as you climb up in temperature. So the beauty, again, of the inverter variable speed system we have, it will match match that bell curve, you know, its capacity as to what the house needs. So you're constantly comfortable. I hear people actually with those systems, they'll actually turn up their thermostat a degree or two because the air feels so clean and so crisp all of the time. They don't, and they, you know, they're not getting those swings in temperature. In fact, they'll maintain within about a half a degree of your set point. I, I hope y'all
2: are listening, particularly you Arizona homeowners that are living on the desert floor below the rim although it applies to all of us there is hardly a place in Arizona you're going to live comfortably without an air conditioner for some amount of time of the year Uh, I know some of my neighbors up at 9,000 feet on the New Mexico border can open the window and throw in a Vap Cougar on and be comfortable most of the time but for those of you on the desert floor in particular uh, quit being anxious when you hear your unit turn on and think you're just burning through money every minute it's on. You're burning through money when it's turning off and on and off and on. And you're upset because that one room in the house never cools off with the units not coming on long enough to accomplish it. So undersize your units, let it run a little longer. And then if you will stagger the time by a strategy we call super cooling, which, Jeff, I want to talk about when we get back. All right. All right. Right after this.
3: Yeah, it don't matter what kind of loving you're into or how big your ego might be. All you need is an air conditioner. You are, the man, you are the man. 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 You are the man
2: for me. Jeff Heller. Sales leader for Train Southwest, as the song says, you are the man, the air conditioning man, you the man. I don't know about that. <laughs> well, you've certainly lived here long enough. You've lived in air conditioning your whole mm-hmm. life.
0: Yeah, I grew up actually with just, you, you mentioned swamp cooler earlier yep. and I shuddered because I remember only having a swamp cooler on our house uh, growing up, up off of uh, Carefree Highway and uh, now if I go into a place that has just swamp cooling on it, it's just... I just cringe because the air is just so not like refrigerated air. <laughs> well, and what, and what you guys have done in innovation
2: has really outdated about cooling. My air conditioning specialist at my house, mm-hmm. uh, I raised dogs, German shorthairs, and they live in a section of the garage. Uh, and so they were always evap-cooled. Mm-hmm. And my guy kept saying, Rosie, you knucklehead. You need to mini split that air conditioner, that 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 air condition that space and get rid of that vap cooler. And and being hard-headed uh, and a little slow to learn, I put it off, I put it off, I put it off till it finally rusted through and died. And I said, Okay, I'm gonna do it. It cost me half as much to keep the garage air conditioned with a mini-split mm-hmm. as it cost me to run in a vap cooler
0: and just stay marginally comfortable. <laughs> right. Yeah, we see all the houses that were out there with, with the rooftop package units and a lot of piggyback systems we yes, called them. Sure, yes. So you'd have both a swamp cooler and an air conditioner on there. Um, and so you'd only use the air conditioner during the monsoon season, but we always have humidity in our house cuz we're doing laundry and taking baths and stuff like that, but a lot of people like having the swamp cooler from the energy efficiency or because it costs less to operate. Because the old air conditioners that were rated at six, seven, eight sear would cost more to operate. They would. A swamp cooler is probably and- around a 10 sear system, and now 14 is the minimum, so there's no savings. Plus, you have the maintenance and the water, yeah, and the, <laughs> all the crap that you know (laughs) goes in the air quality with one of those so they don't put them on anything in fact all of our contractors if somebody has a house 99 percent of the time they're ripping that thing off
2: we we put evap coolers on every garage we built all through the 90s and 2000 we 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 don't put an evap cooler on anything Mm -hmm. anymore no
1: and evap coolers they have a high low setting with train you've got 700 settings Mm -hmm. (laughs) that it does automatically yep on speed so it's uh much more efficient i mean it, it just has when you look at the scale of evap cooling to like to uh, air conditioning mm-hmm. and the adaption of technology you know, air conditioning just skyrockets, and evap cooling just
0: kind of plateaued. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's still some markets in the country that still still use them. I'm not sure why. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, and, and really what's cool with our inverter technology, variable speed, the, the matching comfort control is like we call it, you know, you're used to calling it a thermostat, but it does so many different things. It can measure the temperature and the load value in the house, and that's how it manages the system as far as only giving you the cooling that you need at that particular time to maintain comfort. In the house, but I know you want to talk about. Uh, I
2: do want to get to super cooling but we've talked our way through this segment, so we're going to save it. For I'm sorry. Th- no, no, no. We, <laughs> uh, it was me. It was me. My fault. So we're going to save it for segment three and talk about it then. Um, in if, if you've got a question about air conditioning, folks, we do have open lines. The numbers one triple eight seven six seven forty three forty eight. I want to. I want to drive home. Uh, a couple real takeaway points for desert dwelling Arizona homeowners. If your equipment is in such condition that you're considering replacement or updating the equipment and whoever you call out to service the equipment takes a look at the serial number and determines the size of the unit and uses that as the only criteria for what they're going to give you back, you have the wrong contractor on the job increases in efficiency of equipment a thorough investigation of your duct system which we'll get into more both in the return air and the supply and an analysis of your lifestyle and the btu load heat load of your house should dictate the size of your equipment we and i say this collectively for all the contractors in arizona since the 40s and 50s when air conditioning was invented we all installed oversized equipment all the way through the 90s and it was just with the introduction of energy audits that we began to realize in the early 2000s late 90s what a misservice that was, and how we were all kidding ourselves. Uh, so the the science of building has come to correct the tradition of what we were doing for years. We were undersizing the return airs, we were oversizing the equipment because the retiring police officer from Kansas City, who's coming out here to Phoenix, he wants to be able to turn that air conditioning on and he wants it to turn into a meat locker in 15 minutes, and we didn't ever want to get a call back from him. We didn't care what it was costing him, because back then, you know, we were at $0.04 a kilowatt. Right. Now that we're at $0.22 a kilowatt, there's more to consider.
0: Absolutely. So... Oh,
2: a real I'm on I'll take a breath.
1: One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight. Rosie for you. About half the lines are full at the moment. We'll come back with your calls and text as well. One uh, person texted in uh, when we were talking about a vap cooling and said, "But it's nice to keep your windows and doors open." And you know, I used to be the case, but you know, air condition your inside. Just go sit on the patio with a a roll around a vap cooler then if you want that type of outdoor comfort. So it's a, it's a much more efficient way, and the air conditioning and evap cooler are counterproductive. One mm-hmm. is removing moisture, one's adding moisture. And the
2: only sound I hear at night is the sound of my whirring air conditioner. Learn to live with it here in Arizona. good old air conditioner. We do have a caller I want to take. Uh, Tom is on hold. Tom, I'm just going to beg your patience one minute. I want to take Jeff and all the listeners right now uh, into an air conditioning 101 elementary class. People feel the air conditioner brings cold air in. Why don't you tell them what air conditioning really does?
0: So hot always goes to cold, no matter where you're at, uh, what's going on. That's just the physics of it. And I'm not a scientist, but, and I used to think the same thing. I thought back in the day, what if we just all turn on our AC, open our doors, and it would just bring that whole heat island effect down, but it doesn't there work that go. way. <laughs> We're just moving heat from a place that where you don't want it to where it's a place you do want it, or it's not objectionable is kind of how it was explained to me. So why heat pumps work really well out here is we can pull heat from outside, inside the house. It's it's done through the refrigeration, the, the the refrigerant that's in the system. But uh, hot always goes to cold in an air conditioning unit. two primary functions are to remove heat and to remove excess moisture from the air in your mm-hmm. house. In your house, correct. So during we're, the cooling season, we're right?
2: really sucking heat out mm-hmm. as opposed to pushing cold in. Correct. Thereby, the importance of your return air. Exactly. <laughs> it can only which we've been undersizing for forty years.
0: Yep. And that's one of the components of your duct system that you cannot – over. we talked about oversizing air conditioners. You cannot oversize your return. So having more returns than you think you need is not a bad thing. You can oversize the supply side, but on the return side, yeah, you can have as many returns as you need. Let it breathe. Yep.
2: Let it breathe. Absolutely.
0: Let's see if we can go to the phones now. Welcome Tom into the
2: conversation. He has a particular question about indoor air quality. Let's see how we can help Tom. Good morning, Tom. Good
0: morning, Beautiful day.
2: Yes, it is.
0: Yes, it is. I'm interested in getting some information on air scrubbers, the good, the bad, and whatever else.
2: Very good. Okay. So air, air have yeah, scr- kind of become popular the last twelve months. <laughs> Absolutely,
0: especially. I mean, indoor air quality has always been an important, I think, uh, um, thing for most homeowners, but it's become uh, very much, uh, you know, front and center now since uh, COVID. Um, and air scrubber, I'm not super familiar with the product. Um, we uh, sell through our supply centers a, a similar product called Remy Halo, but basically, it's a it's a component that goes into the supply side of your air conditioner and purifies the air with it, kind of. Does like almost like using hydrogen hydrogen peroxide uh, to to try to purify the air and kill any type of uh, bacteria and viruses and stuff like that. I don't know what it's rated for. I know the Remy's rated to kill uh, COVID and the flu. Now, it, all that does is it, it it knocks those particles out of the air, and usually it'll fall down on your counter or on the, you know, and you can vacuum it up. Train sells a product called the Effects Air Cleaner, and it actually captures all of that stuff. So beyond just killing it, it's actually capturing those particulates out of the airstream, so you're not breathing as much of that in. So indoor air quality is real popular, especially today. We do a lot of the Remy's on the school um, they're they're installing quite a few of those now just to help keep the kids uh, from passing along all the germs that they love to. It's
2: it's a level of technology has been available for a little while, but boy, mm-hmm. it really took off in the last 15 months.
0: Yep, we couldn't keep them in stock for a while, but now we're uh, we're in good shape. So I want to go to I want to go to
2: super cooling.
1: Could
0: you put one of those in
1: an evap cooler ductwork system? <laughs> no. Um, <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, you cannot put that in. A, that would actually – it would probably kill that. You know, evap coolers, as <laughs> they bring in – if you ever look at the pads or the base pan on an evap cooler, you just see all that crust and crud. That's coming into your home. You're bringing in moisture, which – you know contributes to organic growth of various things that we probably don't want growing into our house um, i know my father you talked about putting them on garages it would rust out his tools so we you yes, know it we, does. yeah it does. i mean it's just not a good thing uh you know really any longer It used to be the only technology we had back in the 40s and 50s and it kind of stuck around for a while when arizona uh, had
2: a half a million people
0: exactly <laughs> and uh yeah you know northern was actually the northern street
3: <laughs> yeah right right
1: all right that was my last evap cooler comment I I Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all, all will be handled off air going forward. Well,
3: before we jump into super cooling, I wanted to share real quick. James from Phoenix just my daughter, wrote in.
2: My daughter, Miss Carol. <laughs> yes,
3: ma'am. Good morning. Uh, and he wrote in and he sent two pictures. One is his two train units, one a three-and-a-half ton and one a four-ton. And the other picture is his electricity bill. And he said that, Rosie, you've been out to his house and you've taught him super cooling, which already helped his bill. And then he got these new units and he cannot believe the money he's saving. So go ahead and tell the folks how they can do the same.
2: In- increased comfort level, uh, reduced energy bill, and people fight me on this all the time. Mm-hmm. You're actually going to turn your thermostat down And you're going to save money if you time it correctly. Now, Jeff, you're here representing Train. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've asked every engineer and every factory rep for every major brand of equipment that's installed in Arizona is super cooling hard on the equipment. Because there are contractors out there telling homeowners, don't do this. It's hard on your equipment. No, it is. What's your What's your story?
0: Uh, it is not hard on the equipment. Um, I would suggest, you know, from a comfort level, if you can make, you know, if that is acceptable to you to super cool your house during your off-peak hours, that's where you're going to, you know, if you're not on an on-peak, off-peak, it probably doesn't make as much sense. But if you are using like a time of use, I know with SRP that I'm on, uh, super cooling yeah. your house is great for saving energy and it's not hard on the equipment because we talked about it's like your car starting and stopping if we can start the system and let it run even if it runs for four or five hours straight it's happy it's just purring along like you're driving 45 miles an hour down the road in cruise control at
2: at 2000 rpm
0: at 2000 rpm because it's running at you know yeah it's it's it's, almost like running downhill right coasting exactly exactly carol
2: what was that man's name that that uh just sent that James, what, James, James and Phoenix. James. I think I know that house. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's basically buying electricity at well under, his average bills are well under 13 cents a kilowatt. And when you can do that with the right equipment and be comfortable, mm-hmm. and like you say, uh, I, w- I will concede this. With the new higher efficiency units – it is less effective as it used to be with single and two-speed equipment.
0: Yeah, if you have a multi-speed system like our variable-speed inverter-driven uh, true comfort system, it's less effective. It still could be effective, um, but it is, uh, it's less effective with that. But if you have an older style, which you know the majority of homes out there have single-speed systems, it can be very effective at not only prolonging the life of the system because you are getting a nice long run time and then it has a good off cycle, and then you're also saving money on your electric <clears throat> 1-888-767-4348. That's
1: one triple eight. Rosie for you, Judy in Awatuki, Welcome to the program.
3: Hello, how are you? Good morning.
1: Good morning. Thank you.
3: Good morning. Uh, I I recently purchased purchased a home, and the air conditioning unit is from nineteen ninety five. The whole InSight system is original to the home. Um, I wanted to find out, I'm planning, I'm looking at getting, and is this possible to do, replacing the air handler portion with the newer unit, because the existing unit does not, they don't make it anymore, and could that be compatible with the outdoor unit? Um, so that I don't have to pay a front on like a $9,000 bill for an entire HVAC system. So is it possible to have a new air handler unit be compatible with the original outdoor unit until that's purchased down the road a little further?
0: Could it work? Yes. But you said the key word there, it's a system. So the indoor unit and Mm -hmm. the outdoor units are designed to work together. It'd be like putting Mm -hmm. a Ford engine into a Honda car. They're just not and trying to made it up to the, you know, somebody could probably make it work but it's not gonna last as long and you're not gonna get the efficiency out of it. Um, Your best bet is really to replace the complete system. Um, There's lots of options out there. You know, if if it's a budget, you know, aspect, uh, train TCS, our our comfort specialist dealers like Rias, offer financing through Wells Fargo with some really great programs to make it affordable so you can get that good system, better air quality, and it's gonna pay for itself in the long run. Judy, let me ask you a few more questions. How many people sure. live in your house?
3: It'll be one.
2: Okay. And how many square feet is at home?
3: Uh, over 1,700.
2: Okay. And does it have a swimming pool?
3: And I have pets, and it has a swimming pool, yes.
2: Okay. And is it all electric or dual energy? Oh, it you, so it's uh, got to be APS. Straight, she said
0: air handler, so oh, I'm assuming yeah. it's heating, heat pump.
3: Yes, yeah. Okay. Yep, that's and
2: correct. how long have you been in the home?
3: Um, I'm, 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 going to be moving into the home in about another couple of weeks. Oh, okay, okay. I it's apologize. A new, it's a new purchase. I yeah. missed
1: that, so yeah. we don't have any use history,
2: which okay. is what you were looking for, right? I was trying to establish right,
3: exactly. I was
2: trying to establish. And what temperature do you like to keep your home in the summer?
3: Yeah, I'm. If the air conditioning is is working well and it's a good unit, um, I, you know, I like it around seventy eight. Okay. I'm fine with like seventy-eight.
2: Okay, one person with a swimming pool, a couple pets, seventy-eight degrees through the summer. You're probably going to see bills in the range of about two hundred and twenty-five bucks, two hundred and fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, with that ninety-five vintage air conditioner, maybe a little bit higher, uh, and it depends again if you're staggering your purchase or not. Yeah.
3: Um.
2: Would in in financing this purchase, uh, would it make sense to build the new unit into your thirty year mortgage? Um.
3: I, yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I haven't thought about that.
2: Okay. All right. Well, it would certainly it would certainly be one option. I would encourage you. Yeah. To get a hold of Rosie Certified Air Conditioning Contractor, uh, Rias would certainly be the one you ought to start with. And have them go do an analysis of the house and talk to your mortgage company. If you need a mortgage company, get a hold of Roth-certified Galaxy Lending. And rather than piecemeal the repair, uh, I think you're going to be a lot happier replacing the whole thing and then maybe spread it out over the life of your mortgage. Uh, We're probably going to be doing that at about three and a half or three and seven uh, per interest rate, which makes it hugely affordable, especially for the comfort level you're going to have. And you'll probably be saving that much with the new higher efficiency units. It won't be a net cash out. It'll probably be very close to a cash neutral position. And if you'd like to me to work closely on showing you that, I'd be happy to do it next week. We could visit and uh, show you the whole thing because I was amazed at uh, what we saved just with the new units Mm -hmm. and how much more efficient they were.
0: Yeah, that, that outdoor unit, you know, you're, you know, the average life of his air conditioning system is 12 to 15 years, so you're well on borrowed time, and then even if you do replace the air handler and that outdoor unit goes out in another year and it's too expensive to fix, it's got the old refrigerant that, you know, which is not a reason to replace it, but at that age, and you know, if you need to replace part of it, do the whole system, because maybe the new outdoor unit might not work with the air handler that you put in and you end up having to replace it again anyway, so um, just from a peace of mind standpoint, I would replace the entire system
2: judy i'd be happy to do a free analysis for you on this home the seller would have to be willing to share their summer energy bills but i will do that analysis for you if you'd like we'll reach out to you next week i got nothing to gain for it other than helping you and that's what we do this hour talking about air conditioning for the edification and education of all you Arizona homeowners to protect you from overpaying for new equipment and overpaying for comfort day in and day out through this upcoming Arizona summer. We're here with Jeff Heller, sales leader for train air conditioning, Southwest United States. How far east do you go?
0: Uh, We go to El Paso in southern New Mexico.
2: Isn't El Paso the evap-cooled capital of the world?
0: They have quite a few of them there. (laughs) And I've also discovered Albuquerque has a lot of evap-coolers still in it. I always thought it was
2: El Paso or Lordsburg.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Uh, But anyway, there there are some definite takeaways I want to emphasize for our Arizona homeowners. Number one, do not replace like for like. Right. Explain that.
0: So we, we're beyond, you know, the, the knowledge today is we just don't change out boxes anymore. We want to install a system that is proper, properly sized and is going to meet the needs of the, the homeowner and, and the house. If your air conditioning contractor
2: comes out and quotes, you have a three ton, I'm going to bid you a three ton. They are doing you a disservice, an expensive disservice. Okay. So number one, do not replace like for like. Number two, I would recommend a manual J or a whole house energy audit prior to any air conditioning replacement.
0: Absolutely. Now it could come out that the manual J comes out with the same size system that That's you had before. It's not impossible, but if they don't do it, there's no way of knowing. It's like di- you know, a doctor treating an ailment without doing any kind of diagnosis
2: so if your air conditioning contractor is not asking you a lot of questions about your lifestyle about the vintage of your home the vintage of your windows uh, and what your average bills have been in the past and taking a hard look at the integrity of the ductwork, both the return and the supply both have to be considered i've never found a house including my own house that didn't have Leaky ducks. It's one hundred percent of the time there's leaky ducks.
0: Yep. Yeah. APS, SRP, various energy audit companies around the country. Eighty to ninety percent of the time, they find some flaw in in our duct systems.
2: Yeah, and we we'll find it a hundred percent of the time. And about ten percent of the time, it's livable. It's it's not worth the expense to fix it. So you just li- so you just live with it. Right. But literally, one hundred percent of all your ducts leak. A manual J or an energy audit before you get an estimate. Do not oversize. If you're going to make an error, slightly undersize. um, And do a complete duct analysis. Those are like my major takeaways for you Arizona homeowners. That if you would abide by these rules, you're going to live more comfortably we're going to be producing a more sustainable society. We are going to be better economists of the grid system. And we're going to live more comfortably.
1: So d- forget the evap.
2: <laughs> no, is that the, that's the
1: other takeaway? <laughs> forget the evap. Outdoor use. Get a roll around for your patio. Maybe for your chicken coop. Put. Put one out. Oh yeah, we, have, we do. We do evaporate our our chickens. Your um, chickens are happy. <laughs> uh, or out in front of the pool, you know, just to keep create a breeze if there isn't one, mm-hmm. you know, just to keep bugs uh, out of your comfort zone. Yeah, but they don't have a place in the loung- house anymore.
2: <laughs> That's right. All right, so some major takeaways Mr. Jeff Heller of Train, sales leader for the Southwest. Thanks. Do you go all the way to California? Is that is no, that's a world all by itself. That's a right?
0: different that's a whole another world, yes. That, that yeah. is that is. A whole
2: <laughs> well, you have a you you have the best region in the whole country then.
0: We do. We have we're we're pretty blessed. We've had a lot of great growth over the years. Um, we build a great product. Uh, we've got a great, you know, group of uh, contractors out there that we work with. Our train comfort specialists are fantastic. You can learn more about them at uh, train.com. Uh, And one of the biggest things I find about our equipment and why it's so reliable over time and maintains its efficiency is the technology that we continue to improve. But one of the proven ones is our coil, our spine fin coil technology that we use, it it, it, it's all aluminum, so it doesn't corrode. It doesn't, you know, when it loads with dirt, you don't lose the capacity and efficiency like you do with the typical plate fin coil in most equipment. So uh, over time, uh, you know, they're, they're very, I mean, I see contractors pulling, you know, 25, 30-year-old systems off the house. They're inefficient as heck because they're 30 years old, but they're still running. But uh, Hard to stop a train. It's hard to stop a train. Well, we appreciate uh, y'all's
2: uh, support of the show. We appreciate y'all's support of the Arizona homeowners, and we appreciate you coming in and sharing your wisdom today for the education edification for the Arizona homeowners. Jeff Heller, thanks a million for coming in.
0: Thanks for having me. Appreciate
2: it. Now, in the next hour, we're going to carry on this topic just a little bit more uh, about talking energy audits, as well as taking your calls at one 767 Forty-three, forty-eight, and it is our Memorial Day edition of Rosie O'Neill's. We've got some particular Arizona Medal of Honor winners, some particular monuments and locations we'd like to mention that might be a great opportunity for you to take the kids and get out and introduce them to what the true meaning and value of Memorial Day is. It really should bring a tear to everyone's eye when you fully appreciate what we're celebrating this weekend.